Dirk, that doesn't even make sense. Makes perfect sense. It combines my religion and a nifty rite of passage that I'm in desperate need of. For one thing, candy is not a religion. It is if you're doing it right. Or another, you're not from Kiar 90. So you don't even need a rite of passage to become a man. And without it, I never will be. No, you never will because you wear boy-sized diabetes cartoon briefs and I just caught you trying to light your farts on fire. Hey, when you've been colonized by ash goblins, you do what you gotta do to get your minds clear. Dirk, it was a joke. They were messing with you. Not to mention they were calling you an ass goblin. Not saying you have ass goblins. Which doesn't even make any sense. Good lords, Dirk! Huh? Your gums! Oh, Dirk, if you don't brush regularly, you're bound to start bleeding. Here, let me get you some floss. Oh, this? <laughs> no, it's ketchup. Please don't make me ask. The vinegar tickles my throaty dangler, plus free snack. Now Pop can't yell at me for swallowing the toothpaste. Every day a new horror. Don't change the subject. I'm doing it, Rusty. This is what's been holding me back from the hairy bliss of manhood. We're not throwing you a chocolate bar mitzvah. Hello, Rustboro residents and Dirk Bradley Habitat Enclosure. Hey, you said it! Rust? Rust, are you there? What are you doing? You can't call me here. The divination could be traced. Is that the rabbi? No, shut up! I'd like to see them try and trace me. I finally found some time to dig into your doodad. It's an exostake, all right. The fastest designed to harmonize with the local plane's ethereal resonance. You can use it to bypass a selective conjuration dampener. We use those for designer dungeons. Sometimes private residences. That makes sense. But this other one, Rust. This is some real prototype stuff. Bleeding edge. It's designed to create short distance von Shrike tunnels. Sort of like a ring gate beacon, but smaller, faster, one time use. I don't know where you got it. And probably better, I don't. Thanks, Grinder. Take care of yourself. I'll be in touch. Don't get yourself killed. I need your business. Who was it? Nobody, come on. We're late for the press conference. From where you sit, all you can see is the press. Journalists, photographers, and representatives of various organizations crowd in, packed into every single chair. They all look at you expectantly. Cameras snapping, shouts heard over the din, before a league steward steps up to the microphone and silences them. Hello, everybody. As I'm sure you're aware, only approved questions are to be asked of this particular panel. Anybody not in compliance will be sent to the brig. Assuming you all consent, we can move forward. First, we have Ronda Finity from Cosmospolitan. As power grows, so too does fame. What do you intend to do with new opportunities and options granted to adventurers of your stature? If, uh, if novice tears the minor leagues, then hero is really just my rookie season. Uh, this is still just the beginning of my story. It's really about keeping your head down and uh, making sure your mouth doesn't write any checks that your body can't cash. <laughs> I am a sword for hire. So my main priority is finding a financial advisor or 
an agent, and maximizing what I can get out of value queue. Well, me, I can't wait to see the rest of Zenith. There's so many new places and people to meet. Uh, one of the things that I've learned in my very brief time in this game you call adventuring is that there are so many mysterious sights to see and secrets to uncover. I'm quite driven by uh, knowledge and learning new things, and I think as power and fame grows, perhaps I'll have access to rarer secrets of the past and such. Chip quietly from Zenith Envy. <laughs> That's right, I'm real. (laughs) (laughs) The realist. I'm so sorry, everyone. I really didn't make him up. Publicity is the enemy of privacy. How do you intend to incorporate notoriety and public attention into your formerly private lives? You know, uh, surprisingly, for the son of a legendary hero, um, my childhood actually was relatively quiet. Uh, I think my aunt and uncle kind of protected me from too much publicity out there. But um, from what I've seen, really, privacy is just another sacrifice on the blood-soaked altar of superstardom. If I wanted privacy, I think I could get it. Now, I'm in the spotlight. I think I'll use it. I'm willing to collaborate with any spoke. I want to show that... The undead are not so one-dimensional. Murmurs move through the crowd as Gaspar admits his undead nature. Was was that a was that a secret? I mean, he doesn't have a head. Um, you would think people would catch on. But whether you're actually undead is another question. I guess that's true. Just put my hand on Gaspar's shoulder. Well, being in the public sphere isn't really a big deal to me. All of your love and attention literally keeps my body healthy and my first shiny. <laughs> um, I look forward to many more interactions with our fans. Uh, I'm a simple man, not motivated by fame. Spotlight is perhaps a bit too bright for me. Uh, I'd like to try to find my time alone when I can. But if I'm out and about and I am recognized, I will just take I will just let the tide guide me as the river ebbs and flows. Hello, Perry Filigree. I have a, an odd question. Some question the Commissioner's choice of the Fallow Crown as his first official team. What strengths do you see in yourself and your team as a whole that separate you from the rest of the League? And what weaknesses? Hal's eyes narrow when he speaks. I, uh, I think it would be pretty unsportsmanlike to criticize my teammates on air, but uh, I like to think that we'll just keep you guessing, Perry. My strength lies in the dynamic ways that I can tackle our problems. Now, the strength of our team, I think uh, each of our histories involved strong bonds with some sort of familial unit. Recently, I think we were all separated from those units. And so when we got together, our synergies were instantaneous. I think each of us having very versatile skills means that we can either cover for each other, or if we have to focus on a singular strategy, there are multiple people on the team that can take it. In line with what Gaspar just said, we might not have the pure DPS of a team with 
say, a cleric and the warlock and the sorcerer. But I think you will find that our team is much more flexible. We're able to be silent when we have to be or investigate. We can change tactics very quickly. We're, we have a versatility that I think makes us very powerful in our own way. I think that one of the things that the commissioner found interesting about us, perhaps, is that, uh, speaking for myself at least, I've never met anyone like any of my teammates before. They're all very unique. Uh, Problem solvers, creative. And we definitely fill gaps that others As you speak, someone stands up from the crowd, walks behind Perry Filigree, and drags a knife across his throat. As he does, he takes the microphone and screams at the top of his lungs. Kill the vessel! As he does this, the press begins to scream and scatter. Several of them stand up and pull, literally, the flesh from their bodies as different creatures manifest themselves. I want you all to roll for initiative. Oh, oh. no, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that wasn't a question. Good Lord. I mean, I thought something might happen, but I wasn't expecting that one. It's not what I, quite what I expected. So, uh, I want everybody to roll me a knowledge nature or... No, actually, you know what? Go ahead and give me a knowledge nature. Hmm. Delicious. Hmm. Not bad. 17 for Iavos. Okay. Four. Five. Eleven. Seventeen. Unfortunately, that is only one success. You are allowed to identify one creature. Okay. Uh, let's do the big guy that killed Perry. He seems to be the largest and closest to us-ish. Okay. The creature that just murdered Perry, as it tears away its flesh, grows to impossible height. You recognize it as a troll, but there's something wrong with it. Terribly wrong. From its skin, roots press free, growing black leaves and dripping a black sap instead of blood. Mm. You see two warriors, which look like goats at first blush, but much like the troll, they have been corrupted by some kind of blackened, swampy element. There is another of their type at the back, though it seems to your eyes to be some kind of shaman. And then there are two winged female creatures. You are not sure of what these are, but you do know a troll when you see one. Understood. Suddenly the doors slam shut magically. And as they do, you all hear a chime as the gems on your bracers activate. You are currently in a quest and on scry. Oh, shit. Because you have spent all of your existing glory and have just entered hero rank, you have exactly five glory to your name. This is standard for all new tiers. Make it count. Mind the civilians. Shit. There's always someone in the way when I need my aura. The round begins with Penny. Okay. Penelope, jumping to her feet and knocking her chair backwards, immediately takes up arms and begins working through verses. To rout his foes, the hero learns there's just one truth. His spirit burns. <laughs> and she gives bardic inspiration to Halifon Orison Jr. Nice. And as she does so, she casts dissonant whispers on the troll before them. Ooh. Speaking of the hero who's coming for him, who burns like the sun. Excellent. And uh, what is the troll after all? It is a wisdom saving throw. Thank you very much. 
it gets a staggering eight. Ooh, that is below my now 15. Really? (laughs) (laughs) It takes 11 points of psychic damage. Okay. And must immediately use its reaction to move as far away from me as its speed allows. Nice. As he moves, the body he is holding of Perry Filigree weakly flails, trying desperately to get away, but he is dragged back with the troll. And as he moves, the beast also knocks over several people and pushes others along with him. Now there's a press, so to speak, of all the journalists desperately trying to exit the now locked doors. The troll, in its fury and terror, begins attacking the press that immediately surround him. Oops. Turn right to the bracer. Oops. (laughs) Oopsies. As soon as he has done this damage and several of them are bleeding, he drags Perry Filigree again back towards the front of the podium. And that makes it the shaman's turn. It immediately raises its strange stone staff and slams it on the ground. As he does, the other two goat-like men suddenly bloom with more of these roots and leaves and more of this black sap begins to drip from them. It then makes a move towards the center aisle and back into the crowd. One of the goat people runs up to Halifon Orison. Balls, these guys rolled good for initiative. Ooh, that's a natural 20, my friend. Ooh. Oh, no. Let's do that. That is not a great start to this fight. Better against me than Iavos. No wonder you're so afraid of press conferences. That is a 10 plus another 3 plus 3. Okay. 16 damage coming at you, and that is slashing. Okay. All right, and that makes it Iavos' turn. All right. Iavos is going to bolster his allies who are now in one fuck of a tight spot in the spotlight and uh, whisper under his breath, Alone we answer battle's call, but when united cannot fall. And cast a second level bless affecting all four of the Hallow Crown. Very nice. Uh, with his movement, he's going to kind of crouch down a little just to get as much cover from the podium as he can in case any attacks come his way. Okay. But keeping his eye on the battlefield. I'll say you can get half cover, but only if you go the equivalent of prone. That takes half move to stand? Yeah. I need the AC. I'll do it. Okay, cool. So Iavis is now crouching behind the table, and that makes it one of the flying creature's turns. Its odd, almost beak-like mouth opens, and from it, an unbelievably melodious tune begins to play, almost like a flute. And as it does, you find yourself all compelled, all except Penny. I would like all humanoids within 300 feet that can hear this song to roll me a wisdom saving throw. With bless. With bless. That might be the difference maker. How would you get? 13? 14. 18. All of you succeeded. It wasn't a very high DC. I rolled 10 plus three from bless. Yeah, bless. (laughs) As you begin to shake it off, the sound becomes more shrill somehow, more unpleasant, and it doesn't seem as appealing as once it did. Mm. And that makes it one of their turns. One of the goatmen charges Penny. These fucking goats. That is another critical hit on Penny, unfortunately. Obviously, they're the goat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. God! It's because they're charging. It's their natural terrain. Can I have my pencil back to record my death? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) 
That is a 16 plus three. So a total of 19 damage coming at you slashing. Ooh. Yeah, we don't have to feel guilty about any kind of crowd control shit we do. <laughs> Let us cheese the shit out of it. That hurts. It raises what looks like a stone great axe and buries it hard into your armor. The impact breaks several ribs and you find yourself gasping for breath. And that makes it Gaspar's turn. Watching the movement of the crowd, Gaspar is just going to load his crossbow and aim it at the shaman. Nice. Yeah. Hal and Penny are holding the line for now, mm-hmm. but if we can disrupt the equivalent of Ayavos on their team, mm. should be good. <laughs> so I'm using uh, a steady aim. Here like we go. This moose man is the equivalent of Ayavos. <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, clearly. That is, with plus 23 to hit. That's definitely a hit. For a total of 24 points of damage. Sweet mother of God. Yeah. So you said this is a crossbow fire? That is. Okay. Tell me he's dead. You level your crossbow and take a shot. The quarrel is buried deep into his chest and he begins to wheeze as the blood fills one side of his lungs. But he is not down. However, he does have to roll for concentration. And he rolls a two on the die and his concentration breaks. The goats are no longer benefited by bless. Oh, thank goodness. Nice. Not that they needed it when they crit, but... Not at all. I was like, literally like, oh, these guys are going to get a bonus. Crit, crit. Um, okay. I was about to say, if the shaman is their Alvos, then clearly these handsome goat people with their impeccable luck <laughs> are their pennies. But from the pain caused to the shaman, Nepet appears to the flying creature, latches onto its wing, and after a brief tussle, stabs it in the side. Nice. How much damage? Eight necrotic damage. Okay. Good job, Nepit. I'm glad you showed up. Before he falls to the floor, he dissipates into smoke. Alrighty. That makes it Hal's turn. Okay. Uh, first thing Hal's going to do is a bonus action to... Well, actually, first thing Hal's going to do is shout to the press, get to the walls of the room, stay out of the middle, and spread out for God's sakes. The next thing he's going to do is rage, and he is going to attack the goat man on the plinth next to him, mm-hmm. or podium next to him, wherever we are, and attempt to knock him off mm. onto the ground. Okay. But I'm mostly just stabbing him. Right. I'm hoping that happens as an after effect. We'll see. Right. Raging and reckless attacking. Nice. With bless. Mm-hmm. 23. That is definitely a hit. Very good. That is 10 points of slashing damage. Very nice. Hal's then going to shift himself five feet over to stand next to Iavos. Before you do that, roll me an athletics check. Oh, sure. 24. Okay, cool. That is enough to knock him off the stage and fall prone. Nice. After (laughs) after knocking him off of the stage, Hal's going to shift to stand next to Iavos, and with my glaive, I should be able to cover... I'm going to say that if you wanted to be able to knock him off, you don't get the move. Oh, okay. I'd say it's part of the move, actually. That seems fair. That's your interact with object is his ass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'll just do that then. You have reach anyway, so. I do. I can only protect Diabos if I'm adjacent to him. Uh, That's a bummer. Yeah. I I know that too, though. I can just step over to you. Okay, that works. The other flying creature lets out that same melodious song. Go ahead and give me another wisdom saving throw. Oh, my. Once already? No. Because it's a different creature. Yeah. Oh, yes. We good. Mm. Hey, what do you got? 14 this time. Uh, 15 because of bless. 22. Beautiful. Of bless. None of you succumb mm. to the charm. How are the press doing? 
we'll get to that. <laughs> and that makes it the press's turn. At the end of the round, the press does not follow your command. Instead, they all begin to walk steadily toward the flying creature. And we are back at the top of the initiative with Penny. The hunter stalks the hills and hollows, severing their profane ties. They miss him gliding through the shadows because there's fire in the sky. And with that, Penny gives bardic inspiration to Gaspar and drops fairy fire Mm. on the goat that just attacked her, as well as the troll and Perry Filigree. All of them have to make... (laughs) All of them have to make dexterity saving throws. Okay. Oh no, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> the troll gets a 14. I have a 15. Very nice. The goat gets bad. It's a 7. It's mad. It's bad. Perry automatically fails because he's incapacitated. And a dick. Yep. So far, he has not been a dick to you. He's just done his job. I know. <laughs> Gouts of blood pour from his throat, illuminated by the fairy fire. It's almost beautiful. How gruesome. And that makes it the troll's turn. It marches forward, but does not approach Iavos, the most vulnerable of the team. Instead, it stares daggers at Penny. Kill the vessel. Uh, 11? For it to hit? Yeah. I have a 17 AC. Thank you. Jesus fucking Christ. It could have used that blast, couldn't it? Yeah. No fucking around. It really could have. Something about its infection seems to have driven it mad. It swipes at you lazily with its claw. The next drops Perry Filigree and again merely grazes the air in front of you. And as it moves to try and bite, you're able to easily move out of its way. Ha! Too slow. That makes it the shaman's turn. I've never had much regard for trolls. (laughs) We should probably heal Perry at some point. Most likely. All right. He's fine. <laughs> um, I, I can drop a heal spell on him next turn if he lives that long. He raises his stone staff and points it at Hal. And he says, drop. I want you to roll a wisdom saving throw. All right. Blaze. Yep. How's 22? Just fine. You feel this urge suddenly to throw down your weapon, but you're able to resist it. Something you're very proud of, as that seems like something you should fail at. Mm-hmm. I am a paladin. The shaman then moves forward and stops in the middle of the room as it begins to utter a chant. Don't like that. That makes it the fallen orc's turn. It uses half of its move to stand up, the rest of its move to get up towards Hal again, and then takes a strike. All right. How's the 20 do? It'll hit. Okay. I'm raging now, though, so. That is a 9 plus 3 slashing. 12. Mm-hmm. All right. It slams the stone axe into your chest, but your rage allows you to shrug off the injury. And that makes it Iavos' turn. All right. Iavos reaches to the new spell component strapped to his frame at various places, trying to feel for where he put something that used to be somewhere else and eventually finds it, pulling out a very shiny, brand new carpentry nail uh, and holds it up and says, Iron nails of black and blue will take the air and strike you true. And as he releases it, four of them fly into the face of the shaman and the other one Slaps the troll right in the face as I cast a third level magic missile. Ah, go ahead and roll that damage. I'm going to start with the shaman's 4d4 plus 4. Come on, I have those magic missile, please. Yep, I have those d4s. It's really hard to pick up these metal ones. Yeah, that's actually pretty fucking good. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> no surprise. 18 damage to the shaman. 
Nice. And just a single old-fashioned D4 to the troll's face, but it's mostly just to piss it off. And maybe make it drop Harry. Maybe. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Four damage. He lands on his head. His neck breaks. He's dead. He has already dropped Harry. Oh, good. Uh, so you're going to deal four damage to the troll? Yep. Okay. Uh, with my movement, I'm going to kind of slide slightly so I'm within reach of Hal. Nice. Okay. Four illusory carpenter's nails drive themselves into the chests of the shaman, whose wheezing grows more and more labored. It drops to one knee but doesn't stop its chant. It's barely holding to life. And that makes it one of the feathered creature's turns. It begins attacking the creatures around it. It successfully hits. You see it begin to tear at them with its beak and its claws, and as it does, some of them begin to die. No. One is down. You now have two incapacitated people. And that makes it Hal's turn. Oh, hey. I'll just keep attacking the goat in front of me. I like it. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. What do you got? With bless, 21 to hit. That's a hit. All right, cool. And we're going to smack him. Six plus five is 11 points of slashing damage. Mm. How's he doing? Let me get to it. You know that sound. (laughs) It did sound rather like a line being drawn through something, I would say. You brace yourself and drive the halberd up into its chest, lifting him off the ground and then slamming him back into it, breaking his breastplate open and tearing free what looks like leaves, autumn leaves and black sap. He begins to dissolve into the ground. Don't like that, but we'll worry about it later. (laughs) Don't think about it. Uh, Is the table knocked over or is it still? It is bolted to the ground. Okay. Hal's going to jump onto the table. Okay. And run across it over to where the troll is. Now All that, right. Now that this orc is down, Iava should be okay over here. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to get up on the table so that I'm right next to Gaspar. The other winged creature begins to attack the people, but doesn't seem to do as well. And they seem taken by it, obviously under its charm, but still capable of roughly defending themselves. And that makes it the last goat's turn. How does a 17 do? A 17 hits. Okay. Ah, Ang the last goat. That's going to be six slashing damage. I'm going to take it like a champ. The same creature after pummeling one side drives back into the other. You feel more ribs start to break and bruise. You imagine it's going to be difficult to sleep for a while. Ah! And that makes it Gaspar's turn. Looking at the troll who is lit up by fairy fire. Gaspar is going to, while loading his crossbow, call out to it. I don't know the name of your soul, but I see the sack of shit it calls home. <laughs> I curse you to never be hungry enough to finish the last bite of your meal. <laughs> Not that you'll be eating more. Good curse. <laughs> I can only do small curses, but I'm going to cast Hex on it. Okay, cool. I'm going to Hex its strength. All right, all right. And I'm going to fire at it. How does Hex work for me? You, there's no saving throw for you. Um, it's just a concentration from me. Uh, whenever I hit with an attack, it deals an extra D6 necrotic. Okay. And the ability that I've chosen, which is strength in this case, you have disadvantage on ability checks. Gotcha. It's like grapples, but not saving throws. Good to know. That is a 27. That is a hit. We are looking at 16 points of damage to the troll. Nice. But as the crossbow bolt 
passes through his considerable gut off of the tip of the arrow. Nepet is going to materialize, shooting towards the shaman. Roll that damage. It's like Nepet was launched out of a cannon. (laughs) (laughs) That is nine necrotic damage. Beautiful. You fire your crossbow bolt, which embeds itself into the scroll's mouth. From the back of its neck, blood spews out, taking the form of Nepet and drives itself into the heart of the shaman, who then bursts before he is capable of finishing his chant. And as he falls to the ground and the air is filled with the smell of rotting leaves, you begin to suspect you might be able to turn the tide. That is until Perry Filigree, a civilian simply trying to do his job, emits his death rattle. Is it done? Yes, sir. O- only... Only what? S- sir, he's going to be there. I told them to send the machine. I understand, sir. But I... I suspect he insisted. <sighs> he does love to be where the action is. Sir, I know you tried to put him out of commission with the Gorgon. Yes. Perhaps... Perhaps... Uh, perhaps you could consider altering your plan to not include he will die when and where he is intended to and not a moment sooner there's too much riding on it yes sir will there be anything else no thank you Scott thank you Mr. Armistice As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine 
erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. She walked into my office at some fey dimension, or maybe some romance book, written by a jerk who wants to kick me in the heart. She had legs all the way up to her haunches, four of them, and hooves to match. She made my heart race. She made me want to live a stable life. She made me say, hey, I might be in love here. The action-packed drama. The mind-bending mysteries. The forbidden romance of man and centaur. Will I ever see you again? I can't help it. If I'm built to run. Tonight at 9, Late Night Nexus brings you Centaur of Attention. Love behooves him. Hey, all you cuties. This is my mid-roll. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Hard to believe we're already on episode 44 of season 2. We hope you're enjoying the ride as much as we are. The rest of this chapter is full of some very cool treats, and the next one is buck wild. We can't wait to share it with you. If you want to check out the actors' bios and see links to their personal pages, check out theluq.com. You can also view images from behind the scenes and get links to all of our social media where we share memes and update you with new episodes. You can find links to our Patreon, where you can get access to a ton of unique LUQ magic items, maps, monster stat blocks, and custom character sheets for your home game. Maybe you can make a league team of your own and run them through a few adventures. If you want to make your character part of the show's meta, you can join the battle axis at the highest tiers, or have your name mentioned in the mid-roll with our legendary teams. Our current legendary teams are the Twilight Concord, the Forgotten Legacy, the Ceaseless Horde, and the Titans Rise, with Darsmail, Bedlam, Evelet, and Roman, aka Big Boy Roy. To send us stuff via mail that's hopefully fan art and hopefully not homemade food, the address is P.O. Box 230091, Tigered, Oregon, 97281. If you'd like to get a personal message on the show or contact me or Zach for promotions or ad projects you're working on, you can reach us at admin at slapdashstudios.com. We would love to see you join us on Twitch. Monday nights, Dana hosts brand new episodes of the LUQ Battle Axis. Wednesday nights, me and Zach play our cooperative Pokemon Soul Link Nuzlocke, where we laugh our butts off and make some very memorable names for our monster friends. And Thursday, Dana brings you some rad games with Penny Plays. And lately, I've been streaming the original Horizon Zero Dawn around midday. I am loving it, and I regret waiting so long to play this game. Well, hopefully you're having a great year so far, and maybe if you make some new friends, you'll have a podcast to bond over with them. I'm sure you can make a few on our Discord. It's the best. Oh, and by the way, we're almost out of pins, so get yours soon. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the battle axis. Kiss me, my darling. <laughs> my love, your breath. It smells like a baby ogre's diaper. It what? It reeks of coleslaw made from sewage. And all the band-aids. Excuse me? It's downright chaotic. Has your breath taken a turn down a dark road? Do you need to bring it back to the light? New from Alctoids. Alignments. Don't just freshen your breath. Freshen your soul. Cleanse your mouth and purify your funky kiss hole with Alctoids Alignments. If you ain't good, you will be.
three civilians are dead, and there are many foes yet to fight. Penny, it is your turn. Penny's healing word is on the tip of her tongue, about to leave her lips, as she hears Perry Filigree's final breath. Her voice catches in her throat, and a tear runs down her cheek, her eyes wide, as she realizes the mistake that she's made. Penny's bracelet glows as she begins to burn glory. She takes an extra action to disengage and move behind Gaspar and up onto the table behind Hal. When she arrives, she lets out a wail of despair and shame, casting shatter on the troll and the goat. That is a constitution saving throw. The troll gets a 16, and the goat gets a 11. Okay. The goat takes 13, and that means the troll takes 6. Okay. The wood protrusions on both of the creatures begin to crack and splinter. Their skin begins to seep more of this black sap as the goat drops to one knee and barely seems to be clinging to life. The troll, however, seems largely unaffected. Realizing you were the source of its pain, the troll takes a step closer towards Hal and becomes adjacent to you. The knife it holds in its hand does not seem to be of normal make. It seems to be a gray, pale metal. And as it strikes at you, you can feel a sickening pull toward it. How does a 22 do? Oh, no way. No? No, of course I hits. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. You take three damage from the dagger, and you take four damage from its strength. I want you to notate those separately. Okay, done. As soon as the dagger finds home, you feel it, but not just in your flesh, in your soul. That sucking blackness begins to spread through you, and you can feel yourself pulling towards something impossible. In response to the troll attacking Penny, since it's right next to me, I'm going to activate my new sentinel feat. Nice. And attack it for attacking an ally that isn't me. I like it. Yep. I can't reckless this because it's not during my turn, but it is fairy fired. Oh, I need to I need to con save real quick. Oh, yeah. You can do it. You're blessed. That adds to con saves. Boop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a 16 and a 17. Never didn't have it. Not a big deal. 15 to hit the troll. That just hits. Yeah. I rolled an eight <laughs> <laughs> with advantage. The other roll was a seven. Oh, my, my gosh. I almost missed. Yeah. Blessed added one. Yeah. That was. That was close. All right. As it catches Penny with the knife, Hal manages to graze it with his halberd. And he is going to dump a little extra juice into this attack mm. and smite. Nice. I like it. Nice. Not as nice, but you know. 15 slashing plus 7 radiant. Nice. All right. You strike at it. More leaves pour from its belly, but it seems unaffected. It then uses its extra attack to swipe at you with its claw. One away from a crit. <laughs> That's definitely going to be a hit. Its claw digs into your side, slicing up on the side of your belly, and it deals you 11 damage. Slashing. Okay. Then... It moves its head in for a bite. And a gentle kiss. 22. Uh, 22 will hit. And that gives you another seven damage. Okay. Piercing. Yep. 
The smell of it is foul, like old, rotten fruit. It chokes you as it nears. Shaman is dead. Hooray! The first goat Woo! is dead, and that makes it Iavos's turn. Iavos looking out over this auditorium with these people getting cut and ripped apart by these monsters is beside himself. He clamors over the front of the podium and moves to the front of the stage, shouting out at the harpies, Stop killing them, you monsters! Cease your wrath and end your flight! Eyes be bound in endless night! And I cast blindness on both of the harpies with third level. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, they need to make me wisdom saving throws. Okay. That's a, that's some hot dump they got there. We got a three and a ten. Uh, they are both blinded. Excellent. Well played. And anything else? Then I look to Hal and I look to the troll and say, ready to let it burn? Always. We'll plan a combo move. Ooh, I like it. That makes it one of the flying creature's turns. It lashes out blindly. <laughs> yeah. They both critically fail. Nice. Hey. <laughs> They're the opposite of goats. They swerve and crash into each other, <laughs> murdering each other with their claws. What if I wanted to do that, Michael? You don't want to do that. They're too far away from each other, but it'd be funny. <laughs> They've got movement. Uh, as they begin to lash out blindly at the enemies around them, they find themselves tearing apart chairs and throwing them across the room, digging deep into the marble and tearing up the carpet at every opportunity. And yet, the press seems unaffected. In fact, for a moment, they all experience clarity and run towards the edges of the wall per Hal's instruction. Hey, look at that. They attempt to break free of that blindness. They get a... A 15 and a 14. 15 makes it. Okay. This creature, this flying creature, is now no longer blind, but the other one still is. That's Hal's turn. On my turn, Hal's going to crouch, gripping his halberd and readying for whatever juice Iavos flows his way. Excellent. That makes it the last goat's turn, who runs toward Gaspar and swings his stone axe at him. That is a 21. That'll hit. That is a 10 plus 3 slashing damage. I'm going to use my reaction to uncannily dodge. Nice. Which will cut that damage in half. Beautiful. So I take 6? I believe so. What would have been a hard crash into your clavicle, breaking the thing in two and possibly damaging some of your ribs, instead just glances off of your shoulder, but still manages to leave a nasty bruise and it's possibly a tear on the rotator cuff. My cuff. My cuffs. Gotta watch that cuff. And that makes it Gaspar's turn. Gaspar is going to draw his saber. He's going to use his cunning action to disengage from the goatman, mm -hmm. move towards the troll, mm -hmm. and slash at its hands as it tries to stab Penny and Claw at Hal. Okay. It's still fairy fired. Yes. Should be. Oh, yeah. Advantage. That is a 25 to hit. All right. Okay. Needless to say, that hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His troll plate deflects the blow. <laughs> That's 30 points of damage. Good God. <laughs> All right. So as he draws blood from this troll, he uses that to manifest Nepet once more. 
who appears behind the goatman. Okay. And he's just going to wildly fling his knife all around. <laughs> Nepet comes Again. running out, just boldly swinging its knife. Nepet has no technique. Right. <laughs> he just, his main advantage is appearing out of nowhere with all the fury and passion in the world. Hey, man, if you know anything about knife attacks, it's terrifying. And yeah. anybody throw, like wielding a knife wildly at you is, no, no, thank you. Especially when they disappear and disappear. Yeah. That's seven necrotic damage. I like it. As Nepet comes wildly swinging, he slashes open its jugular, gutting open its belly, leaves begin to pour, and the goat falls dead. Wow, Nepet, that was, that's real good. That's two in a row. <laughs> I'm doing good. But at which point, Gaspar is going to circle around the troll. If it moves forward to try to get to Penny, it will be taking an attack of opportunity. Good to know. That brings us back to the top of the initiative. All of the press are now arrayed with even intervals between them against the walls. Well, those that are still alive. And that is Penny's turn. Despite having tanked much larger hits today, after taking that last bit of damage from that dagger, Penny seems to be wobbling on her legs. Uh, It seems to have affected her strangely by a very large amount as she just kind of smiles, having baited the troll into this position. You fell right into my trap, you dummy. (laughs) (laughs) You've activated my trap card. (laughs) I'm going to drop a healing word on myself. Ooh. Because I need hit points. You don't say. Weird. Wow, that's max. So I get eight back. That's not bad. And then I'm going to slash at the troll with Zillos. Nice. You realize as you begin to strike that your own blood seems more than enough to fuel it. It don't care. It just thirsty. That is new. How is 16? That is a hit. Yes. This creature is Dark Fae. That's what I was curious about. That is 11 points of damage from Zillos. Excellent. <laughs> I was right. You are Dark Fae. Penny leans back and almost topples over. Ooh. And that makes it the troll's turn. I am something so much more. And it steps forward and tries to stab you. I'm going to take my opportunity attack then. Beautiful. That is a 24 to hit. That hits. That is 28 points of damage. Good God. I'm out of Nepa juice. It is barely hanging on as leaves and filth fall from its opened veins. It drops to one knee and tries to drive the dagger into Penny's heart. That is a 21. Penny doesn't even try to block. The dagger sinks into her midsection and blood runs from the corner of her mouth as she smiles. I did it like Pug said. They go for me. And then they set up Everyone else. Whew. That is five from the dagger and another four from the strength. Ooh, that is lots of damage. And that makes it Iavos's turn. Dark Fay, you say, Penny? Well, I will suffer their wickedness no longer. I gesture for Hal to hold out his halberd. You've got the halberd out, right? Mm-hmm. I uncork the bottle of mystery and I pour the liquid over the blade 
as I cast Caustic Brew on your halberd as you strike with it doing a combo move. Mm. So what element is that? It's going to be fire. Beautiful. Hal, go ahead and roll with bonuses. Caustic Cleave! Caustic Cleave. So you both roll. Yes, I actually roll. Well, he rolls against my spell. Ah. Now, I looked it up. You have a plus three to hit on this because of our combo move, and we're hero rank now. Hey. Um, he has a pl- I have a plus three on my DC, and we both do an extra 2d4 damage. Okay. <sighs> so he's going to make, for me, because I am so furious that he has stabbed my dear Penny into the chest, and they have murdered these innocent press people. I am imposing my will upon him. This is a charisma saving throw. <laughs> For the troll. Ayabos' will be done. He rolls a nine minus two. He does not succeed his saving throw. Michael's got an idea. Oh, yeah, Michael, what do you got there for me? I have a natural 20 on this attack roll. Mwah, beautiful. Go ahead and roll me that beautiful bean footage. I pull up my sleeves. 54 points of damage. Okay. All right. It's barbarian fireball time. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. How much do you deal? Well, the caustic brew deals 15 fire damage. And Hal's critical retribution smite deals an additional 53. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, that crack and die gave its life for this barbarian fireball. <laughs> guys, that's almost enough to have just killed it outright if you hadn't. <laughs> Should have done that turn one, I guess. So, as flame erupts from the halberd, you leap forward and feel arms wrapped around you, warm and radiant. You all hear the flap of wings and a choir of angels as Hal is lifted into the air. He hurls his halberd down, which strikes like holy thunder, incinerating the troll, and from it, rays of light dissolve the harpies in midair. Born on the wings of angels, Hal disappears from this plane. The stone dagger clatters to the ground in front of Iavos, and as the doors open and mirror-helmed men walk in, you see a symbol carved into the dagger, a circle, a cross, and two chevrons, a perversion of the all-church. We're live from the Fallow Crown press conference at the Chariot Resort and Hotel in the Gamma Terminal, where a mysterious threat has made itself known. To my untrained eye, they appear to be some manner of dark fae, hells bent on bringing an end to Penelope Farthing, the first official plural player in the League of Ultimate Questing. I only barely escaped with my hide before the doors were magically sealed. I know I'll regret asking, but maybe you saw something that I... missed? Dirk? Where's Dirk? I don't know. I think he's still in there. The antiheroes are making every effort to dispel the magics which hold close the entrance to the conference room. They've just made it through. I'm sorry, Mr. Osborough. We can't let you through. The hells you can't. My co-worker's in there. The commissioner has a vested interest in your continued survival until the threat has been assessed. <sighs> I'll show you a threat. Oh, lords. Dirk. Dirk, stay with me. Please tell me this is just more ketchup. Oh, God. Oh, God. It hurts. Here. Put Please. pressure on the wound. I'll get a cleric. Medic! 
Medic here! Okay, okay, where is he hurt? It looks like a gut wound. Do you know what type of weapon the assailant used? I think it was a dagger. I don't like daggers, Russ. Daggers hurt me a lot. I, I know, Dirk. I know. Is he... Is he going to be all right? I, I can't seem to stop the wound. We need to get him to aura. What do you mean you can't stop the wound? I, I, I don't know. Please, sir. Dirk, what did the dagger look like? Snitches get stitches. Actually, stitches sound pretty good right now. He's going into shock. Dirk, please. The dagger. What did it look like, Dirk? Sir, if you don't give me the space to work, I'll have to restrain you. It's going to be okay, Dirk. They're going to take good care of you. You still rolling? You know it, Mr. Russ, bro. Good. You gonna find out who did this? Oh, I already know. I just got chills. <laughs> that was fucked. I oh, man, do that... not like seeing innocent people die. No. That, but I... that that end though, like that, <laughs> the the Hall Ascension, that is so good. So this is an opportune time to let everybody know that Hal is a soon to be sec double double father, father squared, double da father, daddy too. And as such, he will not be joining us for the next few chapters. He will instead be dealing with issues on Etotoa. At the bidding of his mother. Wish me luck. And the maternity ward. <laughs> Look forward, where possible, to a Patreon special episode focusing on Hal. Mm. But in the meantime, we'll be looking at a list of, a very short list of possible guest players. Mm -hmm. That being said, Hal, go ahead and roll me that D4 to see who does the outro. Oh, yeah. Should I roll the one I yeah. just broke? Yeah. <laughs> How's that going to go? Life. <laughs> it's a cracked Kraken die. It was worth waiting it's for the cracked. combo move, right? Yes, I think so. Like I said, it gave its life for that. Oh, role. and thank you for the name Caustic Cleave. I didn't. I was trying to think of a name. That's nice. good. <clears throat> uh, that is a one, which makes it, if you don't know, now you know, Angelo. Hey, yo, what's <laughs> up? Thank you for listening to this episode and chapter finale mm. of the Cleave of Ultimate Questing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. I gotta say, MVP? Mm hmm. The troll. No, okay. That's gotta be Hal. It's Hal. Come on. Hal did some good fucking work, but it's really hard. You all did really fucking well. Like, Gaspar, I'm pretty sure you took out like three mm -hmm. of these enemies single handedly. Uh -huh. I mean, Nepit was a good finisher for a lot of the things. Law blinding but... the fucking uh, the harpies. I mean, Gaspar. Out damaged anyone, no questions asked. Also, let's just say that the fucking uh, fairy fire easily did mm -hmm. its pulled its fucking weight mm -hmm. during this fight. I try to say, out of all the guidances I've cast, that one came in clutch the most during the fight. I think because everything was like by that much. I'm mm -hmm. inclined to to give MVP to Iavos for yeah. bless and also for being the only person who lifted a finger to try and prevent journalist murder. I will uh, say, play of the game goes to the thunder of the Valkyries, <laughs> but <laughs> for the rest of your shit. I'd say MVP goes to Pug for forging the synergy because it came in together like right here. This is the first time like I got to support the team with my spells and my hit points. Yeah. Honestly, the only people not working together were the journalists, and that makes total sense. Terrible teammates. They were just instantly <laughs> controlled. It was... That's fine. For the record, none of us wanted Perry to die at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's a fun in-character thing to be like, oh, shake your fist at the press, but like, he's just a guy. Yeah. We, we kind of... I mean, he's a little slimy. 
I actually think we, we miscounted his death saves because I think we thought he had one more. And then um, yeah. it was too late because I was about to heal him. And then it's like, oh, shit, this is his third one. Yeah. He was basically given a coup de gras, And so he automatically had one death save. I Which is also why we should metagame like, oh, there's three death saves. We as characters shouldn't know yeah, like, so how that, long somebody has. That's actually life. why Penny reacted the way she did because I was like, oh, I should have healed him instead of fairy fire. And I should be casting fairy fire right now. Yeah. Hey, we've all got reasons why we did what we did. And quite frankly, I think it's a good thing that it happened. It's not because fuck you, Perry, but because, hey, it's interesting for me. It's more story stuff. Yeah, I just don't have the action economy to throw out those healing words like I wish I did. Right? It's all the inflation. Yeah, it's either like economies and shambles. Heal this one dude or stop the other 20 from getting ripped to pieces. Right? Man, this was a juicy, action-packed, dice-busting game. Did bust that D. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Bonk. Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Sam Hediger, the editor mm. who edits our podcast. Uh, and thank you to uh, Brie Golden of Golden Silas for this map. Oh, it's such this a map. cool one map. Of, one of the more a vibrant. sniper's nest. Oh. It's so elegant and simple. I like, love it. It's this like press conference room with purple and gold rugs, and it's marble floor. And then you, there's the, the LUQ crest. Mm-hmm. The contrast of black chairs on the white floor, too, also gives it like an almost church-like feel, which is, is wonderfully haunting. Slash slightly yeah. presidential. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, like yeah. A little bit. And you know I was tempted to take this giant LUQ shield emblem off of the wall. <laughs> But it could have ended so badly. Uh, yeah. Depending on how heavy it was, the thought of potentially catapulting it was in my brain at a time. <laughs> There's no <laughs> catapult that thing. It could That's be made out of like fiberglass. <laughs> <laughs> Any announcements? Nothing here. Do we want to say approximately when I'll be back? Or We're going to assume and hope for somewhere in the neighborhood of what? May? I think, I, yeah, I think the first recording in May is when we're planning on me being back. This is obviously pending your condition, what's going on, and if everything gets too busy. <laughs> yeah, my condition. My <laughs> wife's a little bit more than mine. I'm using the royal we. Uh, okay. Right, Y'all's yeah. condition. The queen's condition. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Royal, it's the queen's royal condition. Royal we. <laughs> royal we. But yeah. Yeah, so look forward to that. I'm excited to find out who, who our guest player is going to be. I thought you were going to say I'm excited to find out who Michael's kid is. <laughs> I am super excited to meet Michael's kid. That's going to take a little bit more time, I think, to find out who she is. Newborns don't usually have a ton of personality. <laughs> Maybe you didn't. <laughs> but when you uh, go to your next press conference, I wish you luck. 